behalf of me and our entire staff, we welcome you to our church. Let's give them a hand clap for being here. The word of the Lord says in John 5, uh, after this, there was a feast of the Jews and Jesus went up to Jerusalem now there is at Jerusalem by the market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. And in these lay a great multitude of impotent uh, folks or people, blind, halt, withered, waiting. Everybody say, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel of the Lord went down at a certain season and troubled the water. And whoever was first after the troubling of the water stepped in and was made whole from whatever disease they had. And a certain man was there with an infirmity, 30 and eight years. And when Jesus saw him lie, he knew that he had been there a long time. Man, Jesus knows exactly how long you've been where you are. That ought, that ought to comfort somebody. And in this case, he's asked the man a question, will you be made whole? And the lame man answered him and said, he didn't answer Jesus' question, which is interesting. He said, I don't have a man that when the water is troubled to put me in the pool, but when I'm coming, another one steps in before me. And Jesus said unto him, rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately, everybody say immediately. I want to see some miracles like this in our church. And immediately... The man was made whole and took up his bed and walked on the same day as was the Sabbath. And I want to I preach to you or talk to you for a little while this morning. Don't lay on a lie. Look at your name and say, don't lay on a lie. Amen. Amen. Clap your hands one more time to the Lord and give him a praise. With your hands. Give him a great hand praise. Amen. Somebody say, don't lay on the lie. Amen. You may be seated. It, it, it's amazing to me still to see how quickly people believe a lie. It's amazing to me. I mean, all of this marketing gimmicks that are in our culture and society about if you wear, I read this one this morning, this was one of the biggest lies that has ever been told. If you wear Skechers shoes, you are guaranteed to lose weight. I'm just going to let that set a minute. Believe it or not. So much so that they got sued for false advertising. I read that this morning because people were buying Skechers. Guess what? Didn't lose any weight. And I say that in, in a truth because of how frequently and consistently we're all being lied to. Every ad, I remember years ago, we don't do it anymore, 
But years ago, we used to go to the uh, Sacramento State Fair, full of liars. You walk through the exhibit hall and everybody's telling you, oh, if you buy this mop, this mop is called magic mop. You can spill 55 gallons of water in your kitchen, but one swoop, a magic mop. Sister Keys bought every magic mop. I remember another one there uh, advertising uh, car wax. Brother Pranesh, wax the car one time, make the paint paint brand new. Never have to wax your car again. Lies. It's almost embarrassing how quickly and easily we believe it. I mean, you take one magic pill and all of a sudden you can run a marathon or you're going to instantly be skinny, skinny, skinny. Lies, 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 packs of lies. I think about all of the lies that are told on a, on a regular basis. And some of y'all believe it. You actually believe the things that you're being told. You're telling you, if, if you buy this or use this cream, it, it's, gonna, it's the elixir of life. Or, or if you believe this political candidate or you, you believe this political candidate, all of a sudden, all of your answers... All of the things that are going on in the world are suddenly going to be solved. Every ad that comes up that tells you something that sounds too good to be true, ladies and gentlemen, get your proverbial head out of the sand. If it sounds too good to be true, then usually it is. And I think about how just in our society and in our culture, the lies that are, are being told over us again and again and again, especially to some of our young people, lies like you're, you're no good. You don't matter. You're not valuable. You're not pretty enough. You're not good enough. You're not skinny enough. You're not talented enough. I want to tell you this morning that I have come to stand in direct opposition of every lie that has ever been spoken. I want to tell somebody this morning, you are who God says you are. You are not what the devil says that you are. You are not what your family says that you are. You are who God says. Oh, I need a whole lot of amens right now. Somebody say, I am who God says I am. 
I'm already ahead of myself. I'm off my notes right now, but I just feel like speaking that to somebody this morning. I feel like there's, I feel like there's people in this building, maybe, maybe a school system said something over you. Maybe a teacher said something that you won't ever going to amount to anything. Maybe a family member said something over you that was not true, and it was not accurate. It was a lie from the pits of hell. I want to tell you, you are chosen. You are anointed. You are favored of God. You are a royal priesthood and a peculiar people. I am who God says that I am. I've come this morning to attack the lies that not only the devil says about you, which we know why. The reason he lies so well is he is the this is what the Bible says. That's way down in my notes, but I felt like saying it right now. He is the father of lies. And I have come this morning with a mandate from the Lord to undermine and stop every lie that has been spoken over your life, every lie that has been spoken over your family, every lie that you have believed that was not in alignment with the word of God, God's promise, God's provision, God's protection, I stand in direct opposition of all of the lies that have been spoken over your life. Somebody say, don't believe the lie. Lies that family members say about you. I grew up in a generation that God bless them, they didn't know the Lord, but family members spoke lies over my life. Even without realizing, I'm talking about two generations removed, people that are dead and gone on. They didn't know any better. They didn't know the Lord, but they spoke lies over my life. You're never going to amount to anything. You're never going to be successful. You're never, you're never going to measure up. You got too much baggage. You, you, you're no good. You're sorry. You're, you're good for nothing. Lies, lies, lies. Lies spoken. I want to tell you, you better be careful what you say over your children. You better be careful that you're not always criticizing them and putting them down because they don't get everything just right. I, I don't know how you, how, you, how you parent, but I'm going to tell you, I speak life. I speak power. I speak deliverance. I want to tell everybody in here, you can be anything you want to be by the power of the name of Jesus. <laughs> My wife and I were talking last night about affirmations, how you, you can speak life over somebody. You can speak life over your children. And I want to tell you, I don't know what's been spoken over you. I feel like I'm speaking to somebody right now that somebody said something over you that was not true. I want to tell you, if it doesn't line up with the word of God, it's a lie. 
I feel like I got something in the corner right now. I feel like I got a lying spirit that is on the run. I want to tell you, let the word of God be true. He that the Son has set free is free indeed. Somebody say, don't lay on a lie. I want to ask you a question this morning. What lies are you telling yourself about yourself? It's important that you don't let your thought life run rampant. What are you telling yourself about yourself? Or that you're always going to be broke that you're always going to be discouraged, that you're always going to be crippled, that you're always going to be lame, that you're always going to be in a bad relationship or an abusive relationship, that you're always going to have an anger problem, that you're always going to have... And what, what lies are you telling yourself about yourself this morning? Oh, I can't live for God. It, it's too difficult. It's too hard. It's too problematic. I, I got this situation, that situation. I want to tell you, you need to recognize... A lie that is coming into your life and, and arrest it and say, that is not true about me. And so our challenge is not power. Our challenge is perception. In that how we interpret information and knowledge and we've got to recognize that we have been lied to. And we, we are believing a narrative about ourselves that is not true. And the Bible tells us in Genesis that the serpent was more cunning and subtle. And the first thing the serpent did in Genesis was ask a question. Did God really say? The enemy of our souls, of your soul and my soul, wants to challenge everything that God has said about us. Did God really say that you can be an overcomer? Did God really say that greater is he that is in you than he that is in you? Did God really say that? He wants to question every good thing in your life. He wants to question every blessing in your life. He wants to question every breakthrough in your life. Why? Because he is the father of lies. We live in a world and a culture. It's just lies all the time. Lies, lies, lies. And I come this morning to tell you there is a truth. And it's not your truth. It's the truth. And that truth is Jesus Christ. He said, I'm the way, I'm the truth, and I'm the life. Somebody shout amen. amen. Now, Joseph's brothers never said that he was dead with the coat of many colors, the bloody coat. They never said they never said, Joseph's dead. They just presented to him the false evidence that Joseph was dead. They planted the coat 
at the crime scene and they caused Jacob to believe a lie. I want to tell you, I feel like I'm preaching to somebody right now. And the enemy's waving a bloody coat in front of you. And he's saying, your life is over. You are done. You are washed up. Your kids are never going to serve God. You're never going to have a breakthrough. Your business is never going to be successful. But I want to tell you, it's a lie. Don't buy the lie. Whatever the devil said, believe the opposite about it. How many's heard the, feel like you've heard the voice of the devil before? How many feel like you hear the voice of the Lord? Whose voice are you going to listen to? Whose voice are you going to listen to? I'm going to tell you, I hear the devil's voice all the time. I hear the devil's voice through people. I'm like, you full of the, I'm thinking to myself, you full of the devil. You speak with forked tongue. You full of the devil. Y'all not saying, y'all thinking, oh God, oh pastor, I don't, not, well, I don't see you right now, so I don't know if you're here or not. But I'm going to tell you, I don't listen. Sometimes when you go through seasons of life, you get a little bit weaker than other times and, and the devil comes along and he says, throw in the towel, just quit, leave the church, just give up on your dream. But I hear another voice saying, keep on going, keep on running. You're so close to the finish line. You can make it. <coughs> Don't buy the lie. What the devil cannot destroy, he delays by deception. I want to tell you this morning, you can change. Everybody's complaining about the rain. You were complaining about the drought. Good Lord. You were complaining about the wildfire. Oh my God, I got, oh my God. Now you're like, Noah's coming. <laughs> listen to me, listen, listen. The season will change. It will. It will. It will, Vinny, the season. You may be walking, you and I may be walking through this season, but if we just keep on walking and we keep on trusting and we keep on working, I believe that the season will change. Somebody shout, the season will change. I want to tell you, your life is not over. You are not too bad. You are not too broken. Your dream is not dead. You can live for God. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. The truth shall make you free. <clears throat> you know what? This thing's going around. Uh, I've heard it. I've heard about it more and more. I, had, I got a handkerchief here. Fact checkers. How many just heard that word? You've heard it. Fact checkers. 
because uh, you don't know what to believe. You say, oh, I believe Fox News, lies. I believe CNN, lies. I believe uh, NPR, lies, lies, lies. Everybody's lying. You need a fact checker for your spirit. You need somebody, you and I need somebody in our lives that is the ultimate truth teller. You know, I, a lot of people say, tell me what you think. You don't want to know what I think. You ever have someone, tell me what I think. Tell me what, tell me, tell me what I think. Well, I think you eat too many Twinkies late at night. I think you've been going to Cane's too much. No, Michaela. You know, people, sometimes you don't want to hear, you go to the doctor and he's like, oh, I think your blood pressure is a little bit too high. Lies! Think you might want to get on an exercise. Lies! You don't want to know the truth because the truth forces us to change. You truth also can set you free from all the lies of the past. <laughs> can I give you a good piece of advice? Get a fact checker in your life, get somebody that'll tell you the truth that's not afraid of you. I just feel like pastor in a minute. If everybody around you always tells you what you want to hear, you don't have friends. If everybody around you is telling you, you're so great, you're so awesome, look at how awesome you are. You're not great all the time, and you're not awesome all the time. Sometimes you got a bad attitude. And sometimes you need to get your flesh in check. And sometimes you need to go to an altar and repent. And so you need somebody that will look you in the eye and tell you the truth. And the Bible does that. And Jesus does that. And I do that. It's not your personality. You're just moody. You need somebody to tell you the truth. You need somebody to tell you you're not faithful. You need somebody to tell you you can do better. You need somebody to tell you stop looking at that. Stop reading that. Stop listening to that. You're addicted to the approval of men. Stop that. That's not going to help you. That's going to make you worse. You need someone to tell you the truth. And not truth based on an opinion, but truth that is based on the Bible. Somebody say amen. amen. <laughs> well, it's more than a sermon. Y'all are getting a real word. And most of the time when people avoid me, 
when they avoid me, and they do, I, don't, I know why. Because they don't want me to tell them the truth. Well, I think I'm going to just run off and, you know, go make a life decision and go take a job in Zimbabwe or something. Dumb. Dumb decision. They don't want me to tell them the truth that that's a bad relationship. They don't want me to tell them that that's a bad move to move all the way across a city somewhere that doesn't have a church. So they, they don't ask me or they don't ask someone that is an elder or a leader because they don't want to know. I want to tell you, if something is bad for me, I, I, I need to know the truth. If I got blockage in an artery, I want the doctor to tell me the truth. If I got a problem in my blood system, I don't want the doctor to say, oh, just go to Mr. T's and everything will be all right. No, I want a doctor, a preacher, a pastor, a prophet. Tell me the truth. I want to be right. I need help. <laughs> Somebody say amen. amen. Second, second, first Kings tells us about Elijah. And I'm just, I feel like I'm preaching, teaching to you right now. People that are always negative, always. We, now, everybody in here, you've been negative at some point in your life. You've been negative about the rain or you've been negative about something. We all have. So don't act all halo-ish. Everybody gets negative. But if you're around people all the time that's negative and critical, and fault finding. I'm going to give you good advice. Find new friends. Because they'll put, they'll put a deceitful spirit in your heart. That if people are always complaining about the church, listen, I'm going to give you, this is really profound. Unfollow them. Block them. Get off of social media. If people are being critical about the church, Find new friends. Stop listening to them. Don't you give them an audience. Don't you follow them. Don't you listen to them. If they don't respect the house of God and the people of God, cut them out of your life. Elisha said, Lord, oh, 1 Kings 19 and 14, he said, oh, I've been jealous for you, God. He goes, everybody's forsaken you, God. You're in trouble. You're in bad trouble, God. You're, 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 you're pitiful, God. Israel's forsaken you. They tore down your altars. They killed your prophets. And he made a mistake. He said this twice to God. He said, I'm the only one left. Go read that. It's, it's two times in the Bible. The first time he says it, God ignores him. God doesn't even respond to him. And the second time he said it, God said, no, nah, I can't let you get by with that twice. I can't let you go on a tangent and say that everybody's against you, that it's never going to get better. You know why? Because it's a lie. And God checked him 
in his lie. And he said, by the way, Elisha, while you're believing a lie that you're the only one left, that everything's going to go down and it's never going to get any better and nobody's going to come to the altar and it's all doom and gloom. The prophet, God said, by the way, that's a lie and I'm calling you out on it. I've got 7,000 that have never bowed a knee to Baal or nor worship their golden image. Don't lay Everybody say on a lie. Which brings us to our text in the closing moments today. This man in the Bible had been laying on a lie for 38 years. That's, and I, I'm, I'm going to try to rush to get to that. Jesus saw this man in this condition. 38 years, somebody say, that's a long time. And Jesus said, I want you to pick up what you've been laying on, and I want you to keep moving. I feel like saying to somebody, you got to pick it up and keep moving. I feel like you got to put one foot in front of the other and you just got to keep on moving. You may can't run, but you can walk. I'm telling somebody to just keep on moving. You may have baggage. You may have stuff in your past, but I want to tell you, pick up your bed and keep on moving. Take up your bed and walk. I'm going to jump ahead. He asked him the question, do you, do you want to be healed? Do you want to change? Do you want a better life? Do you want to be free? Do you want to be whole? In Ezekiel 36 I read this morning all the I wills of God. He said in Ezekiel 36, I will take you, I will sprinkle you, I will give you, I will put my spirit in you, I will save you, I will multiply you, I will give you cities, I have spoken it and I will do it. And then in Ezekiel 36, verse 37, he said, but they got to ask me. I don't know how you're praying right now, but I'm asking God. I'm asking God for that prayer room. I'm asking God for that building. I'm asking God for revival. Brother Tim, I'm asking, Jerry Ann, I'm asking God to double and triple student services. Chris and Lindsay, I'm asking God to bless the hyphens. Pastor John, I'm asking God to fill up every single seat. I'm asking God to bless Taylor and Megan with a new building in Baton Rouge. I'm asking, I'm asking, I'm asking God. I'm asking. And I'm asking you, what is it that you're wanting God to do in your life? Don't. Stop asking God. Which brings us to the points. 
What lies were told at the pool? Lie number one is this. You have to be first. I'm telling somebody today, you don't have to be first. (laughs) You don't have to be special. You don't have to have a last name. You don't have to be in the who's who. You don't have to know somebody that knows somebody to be a part of this church. It doesn't matter if you were on crack last night. Today is a brand new day. You don't have to be the first one. Oh, somebody ought to clap your hands. (coughs) Somebody say you don't have to be first. That's the first lie. You can come in today, right now at, at, at 11. I can see it. I'm just messing with you. 11.50, you can come in right now. You don't have to be first. You can be brand new to this church, and God can do a work in your life that changes you, that redeems you, that saves you, that sets you free. You don't have to be first. All you need is to be willing to accept the truth. And then lie number two was that you have to be at the pool. You don't have to be at the pool to get a touch from Jesus. You don't have to be at the right place. I'm going to tell you, I've met people that received the Holy Ghost driving down the road. I've met people that were walking through the kitchen and raised their hands, and God filled them with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I've met people that were in the parking lot that never came inside the building that God worked a miracle in their life. You don't have to be at the pool. You don't have to be first, and you don't have to be at the pool. And then lie number three, you don't have to do it the way everybody else did it. You can get it any way you want it. (laughs) Once you meet Jesus, in spite of everything, he's the best thing that's ever happened. He's the best thing. And you may not have a family in the church, and you may not have a mom or dad in the church, but I want to tell you, all you got to know is Jesus. And Jesus will be your mama. Jesus will be your daddy. Jesus will be your advocate. Jesus will be your doctor. Jesus will be your comforter. You don't have to be at the pool. And lie number four, and I'm done, musicians can come, is probably the greatest lie that's ever been told. Everybody say, don't lay on the lie. And this is the lie that was told to the man by the pool. It's not your season. The angel only moves at a certain season. Man, you just too bad, brother. 
too bad you should have been here when we had a, a revival service. You should have been here when, I'm trying to think of evangelists right now. You, I tell you what, too bad you're here on this ordinary Sunday with just the pastor. You should have been here when Victor Jackson was here. Oh, you could have got a breakthrough there. Oh, you should have been here. Man, you know what? Man, too bad, man. You weren't here for missions conference? Oh, man. You weren't here for Brother Hood's revival where we baptized a thousand? Oh, shucks, man. Sorry, dude. Too bad. You came to Revival Church at the wrong season. Lies. Lies. Jesus jumped ahead of all those lies. <laughs> I said, I got a truth for you. You don't have to be first or special or by a pool because when I show up, it don't matter what season it is, because I'm here. I'm here. And we're two. Was that a phone? I just heard a phone ring. Is that you, Lord? See, when you've been pastoring, all that stuff don't mess with you. Don't mess with you. Jesus said, my season is this season, where two or three are gathered in my name. That's my season. <clears throat> I want us to stand all across this sanctuary. I feel like this is a a word from the Lord. I've been, I'm battling a little cough this morning, so I apologize. But I, I, I feel like this, I feel like this, see, honestly in my spirit, that the enemy of our souls, whether it came <clears throat> to our minds or it, it's come through a family member or some relationship, coworker. I'm feeling this all out or something. Here's what I feel. Something that someone has spoken over you that is not true. And you believed it. You're living it. And in the back of your mind, you're hearing, I'm no good. I'm never going to be anything. I'm not valuable. I'm a waste. My life doesn't matter. I'm a failure. I'm a mess up. I, I'm, the, I'm, I'm this label. Someone, this is what I feel, I would dare say prophetically. Someone has labeled you. They have labeled you. And instead of seeing your name, it's a label. Divorced. Failure. Adulterer. Pervert. Whatever. Drunk. 
drug addict. I feel like someone and a spirit has labeled you. And I have come to tell you that that is not true. I've come to tell you it's not true. Because when you come to God, when you choose Jesus, all things are passed away. And behold, all things are made new. I come this morning in direct opposition to every lying spirit that has whispered to you and to me this week. And I say I am who God says that I am. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am a friend of God. I am his sons and daughters. I am the apple of his eye. I am loved. I am accepted. I am valuable. I am chosen. I am redeemed. I am sanctified. I am set apart. Raise your hands right now all over this sanctuary. Raise your hands right now all over this sanctuary. I resist every lie. Maybe you're in this building for the first time and you say you're too bad and that you're not good enough. I say, yes, you are. You are worth saving. You are worth dying. Come on, let's call on the Lord for a moment. Come on, let's call on the name of the Lord for a moment. Let's tarry with the Lord for a moment. Let's reverse the narrative in our lives. You say, I was rejected by my family. I want to tell you, there's a family of God. You say, I was rejected when I was little. I say, there is a family of God. Hold on just a minute, Lauren. I, I want and we'll go into that song in just a minute. Thank you. If you're in this building and you've heard the whisper of a demonic world, just whispers, just whispers. I know I have this week. So let, let me make it easier for you. I have this week demonic voices just as clear as a bell demonic attacks and voices just whispering that's why I know I know this is a word for the Lord from somebody because I'm going to tell you you hear me you hear me typically before the enemy attacks a church it'll come through the pastor if you're in this building and you've heard the whispering of doubt and negativity and a label placed on your life, I want you to come down to this altar right now. Quickly, quickly, quickly. We believe that God is going to help us change the narrative. I want you to look around at the people that are coming. Thank you for your honesty, brother. Thank you for your honesty. Thank you for your honesty. Come on. We're, we're, listen, if you got a mask on, and you, go home. Just go on home. 
if you want to pretend and play, just go on home. You, you can be, I love you, but you're dismissed. This altar calls for real people. I don't need no hypocrites, no fakes, no phonies, people that are wearing a mask that they're all cute. No, no, no. This is going to be for honest people. Before we sing, I want to talk to you a minute. Here they come. I want you to look around this church at the people that's in this altar call. People, good people, people that love God that's been labeled by somebody. I want you to just look around. Things that the enemy has whispered over their life. Failure, reject, baggage, broken, no good, lazy. You're not going to be anything. You might as well throw it all away, leave the church. Nobody cares about you. Nobody notices you. Slide this back so I have more room. I want you to look at me, all of y'all. Look at me, look at me. I'm preaching this because I live this. I'm preaching to help you today because I've lived what you're living. And that's why it's resonated in your spirit because you know I'm telling the truth. What somebody has said over you, you've heard it so much that you have believed it. And God is saying to you by his spirit, I am the truth. I am the way. That's not true what they said about you. This morning, God is going to help us take captivity of the thoughts and the untruths that have been spoken over us. And God is going to change the narrative of your life and my life. That when that thought comes, you're going to replace it with the truth of God's word. I am a child of God. I am a woman of God. I am a Christian that loves God. I am chosen. I am accepted by God. And God today, I want you to look hundreds of people in this altar. God is going to help us today. Now, right now, raise your hands right now and tell God, erase the lies. Erase the lies. Help me not to believe the lies. Set me free. Come on, right now. Lay your hands on your head. Your hands on your head in the name of Jesus. Jesus.